Welcome to CS Radio. Hello once again, and welcome to episode 175 of CS Radio. I'm J. Michael DeAngelis. And I'm Natty Leach. And uh, for the folks at home, Natty Leach is reading from a little red book. I do. I do have a little tiny book. White and red. Well, if I take the cover off, it's all red. It's all red. Now, it's not... This is not the little red book. Oh, whoa, look at this little secret. I get some uh, folks, little worksheet for on folks, we're going to have to take a picture, and we'll have to include it in the show notes. The cover of this book actually has a rewritable cover that you can you can do. It's like a little workbook. Now I feel like a dunce for writing them on the inside <laughs> cover. Well, Natty, why don't you tell the folks at home what this little red book is that you have in your hand? I'm holding a copy of Clifton Strengths. And it goes through, I think there are, is it 32? Is that the right number? I have not been well trained in Clifton strengths, but there are a number of strengths um, designed by Don Clifton. His real like philosophy was that um, for working, it's more effective for us to focus on what we're strong at, what we're already good at, what innate talents we have, as opposed to emphasizing our weaknesses. A lot of times people will look at that skill gap and say, oh, I'm, I'm not great at presenting. Maybe I really need to focus on presenting. Um, whereas he says, if you're really good at the analytical side, focus on the analytical side, like continue to develop that. You'll be even stronger and better in your role um, than you would if you spent too much time. It would take you even longer to focus on that thing that might be a weakness of yours. Sort of like the old um, philosophy of, like, I can be okay in five things, Yeah, I could be really great at one thing yep. and okay at four things. Yeah. Three things. Two things. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Just really <laughs> great at one thing and absolutely terrible at everything else. Uh, the reason that we're talking about this it is a service that we offer here in the office but um we'll talk about uh, that as well as some other things we offer uh later in the program uh but we uh recently uh, natty and i and uh, everyone in the university life division here at penn uh, was asked to take or uh, retake the clifton strengths uh, profile and we discussed it um at a divisional meeting uh earlier this week to kind of see where the strengths of the division lie, uh, how we can work together, who shares our strength, where can we fill in those knowledge gaps. And um, since that was uh, fresh on our minds, we thought we'd talk a little bit about today, the pros and maybe some of the cons of doing exercises like this. And Natty and I will talk a little bit about our own uh, strengths profiles. And just to correct the record, there are 34 34. Now, Natty and I discovered, perhaps to no one's surprise, that we share uh, a top strength, and we were the only two people in the entire, entire division, division who had this as their top strength, and we were two of only four people that had it at all. Is that correct? I think it was more than that, but but you're right. The top, the number one, we were the only two who had it as number one. And then, of course, I think it's worth mentioning that Senior Associate Director Diane Hull was the only person in the entire division to have at all woo winning over others winning over others um i think there were a few others but it might have been the same thing it was like her only the only top person and she was the only one in our office for sure yeah um no one else in career services had that um i, I remember i so when i was in master uh, my 
master's program um, for education, we took a class on this specifically. Um, and I remember that the instructor mentioned how woo, the winning over others um, trait is one of the more rare ones. So mm. um, Michael, and perhaps to the confusion of everyone, I was walking around being like, you woo, you woo, you got woo. <laughs> yeah, Natty was just sort of saying that to everyone yesterday, and I thought, oh, he's finally lost it. I, I, I tend not to <laughs> explain myself. I, I just like to, you know, go with it. But uh, I was really trying to find out who that, that one rare woo person would be, and it t- turns out it was uh, Diane. There's one in every crowd. Yeah. Um, well, Natty, since, you know, this was part of your graduate s- studies, and I know that you have opinions both good and bad about it what you know what is the you know we've talked about the broad philosophy uh, about clifton strengths but why why do we talk about it why do we think about it as an exercise in term of the the job search or, or career development so i think a lot of times the so there are a lot of self-assessment tools and we, we kind of categorize them together as ways in which you can analyze yourself um as a worker your values what your strengths are um, some of the other common ones are MBTI, Myers-Briggs, what's the Type T? indicator. Type indicator, thank you. Um, acronyms never working for me too well. Um, for example, there are things are even an acronym. I'm ENFJ. What does that stand for? I don't know because the acronyms are not always the first letter of the word they represent. Uh, e is extrovert. Okay, that one's easy. N, nurture? I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're all start with N. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, all of these kind J of... J is judgmental. Is judging, yeah. yes. No, not judgmental, judging. Mm, it's the same. <laughs> judging. <laughs> and F? F, I think, is feeling. feeling. I think the yeah. N is intuition, though. Because I am INFJ. Oh, it is intuition. Yeah. You're right. Which yeah. is why I was saying it's weird, because yeah. the, then the acronym mm, really... Intuition. Yep. From Nintendo. Ooh. Um, but the whole idea is that sometimes in, in better understanding yourself, you can better understand how you work, the things you value, your place within your, your role, um, what things you can emphasize. Um, so it can be a useful tool. Um, so we, we will occasionally work with students. We have people who have been specifically trained on these things. You may notice that in how I talk about these things, not particularly <laughs> elegantly, I'm not one of them. Um, Megan, my, my coworker on the undergraduate Wharton team, um, she was fairly recently trained in um, Clifton Strengths. She did that a few months ago over yeah. the summer, I believe. Um, honestly, a lot of times we recommend we have a – those tools can sometimes have a cost associated with them, um, can be a little bit more cumbersome on the student side. So we often recommend we have a tool that's open to every student. You can just go onto our website and access it right away just using your pen key, um, Career Explorer can be a great starting point and they have self-assessment tools that look through your traits and, and personality and things that might fit in there um, and they even go a little bit beyond and they'll have some extra things on different careers and areas that utilize those skills well um, and then go into the the outlook of that career where geographically is that common what are some job titles what are some top employers um, so it goes a little bit of that extra step forward that I think is also kind of useful from an exploration phase um, one of the downsides and reasons we don't always emphasize this when we're talking with especially undergraduate students is I think it's often better for people who are working already it's a better way and tool to use when you're looking at how you work with others in a team setting or in in your job um, as opposed to 
think as a student, it might be a little bit too early. I think it's better to have some work experience before you go into this for a lot of these as opposed to doing it um, before you've even gotten out of the gate, more or less. I actually found taking the strengths that I had taken it before. Um, I think a lot of us um, in career services have, have taken Strengths Quest or MBTI or both, um, either as part of our own professional development or to help our colleagues who are getting trained so that, you know, we take it and be the, the guinea pig for them. So I had taken it before um, and I had forgotten uh, that when you take Strengths Quest, it's a little bit of a pressure cooker. They do not allow you to think about your answers for very oh, yeah. long. They, they cut me off a couple times. Um, and I understand why, like philosophically, sort of going with your gut reaction, you know, gets to the core of, of, of things sometimes. But the questions are also very abstract sometimes. Not the questions, but the – so you're given a question and you're giving a, a scale, right? So, like, at the most basic, it might be, like, when I'm in a group, I am quiet and thoughtful – or on the other end, like, lead the group, right? Like, that, okay, I can make a sliding scale there. But then sometimes it's like, when I'm in a group, I plot revenge against those who have wronged me or extract revenge. Like, there are things that were very similar. Sometimes they feel like, almost identical. Yes. Sometimes they feel so far apart that Part. you're, like, you're judging between Too you like extreme, going for yeah. a bike ride and the color green. Right. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know how to scale this between these two. Um, I mean, there must be some some method there and yeah there, there are quite a few that come up that you you start to think what are the shades of differences between the language being used here because it is so similar um with with, with the you, question you really only get a few seconds to, and if you don't answer it just stops it goes as you did not answer that question we have paused this exam please hit the space bar when you're ready to resume and then it's a new question that's a totally different question so um uh that that doesn't work well for me. I like to be very thoughtful in my responses, so I got kicked out several times. I did too. Um, so that that was that was interesting. I wonder if that's a commonality for getting ideation. Oh, I mean, so you know, my top five strengths were ideation was number one, connectivity was number two, individuality, individualization was number five. It's one of them. It's, yeah. it's a word. So that was that was number four. It's a theme, maximizer. as they yeah. call them. Yeah. So you wanted to say them all. I got them. So, but I did. I thought it was funny that individual individualization and connect connectivity, which almost seemed to be uh, opposing, were right. You know, were right next to each other in my list. But I absolutely, I absolutely see that. I really like being able to connect people together. Say like. Oh, you know, Sam loves Korean baseball, and Natty loves making live streams, and Sam's looking for a way to share his knowledge of Korean baseball. Let's get these two together. They can do a live stream. I really like being a connector, but I value my individual individual. I prefer to work alone, and I prefer to do things on, on my own. So it's I, – I can see – how I value those two somewhat opposing ideas very highly in different ways. Well, there's some overlap too, because the idea of individualization also helps you see what makes yes. each person individual. So you can both see what is unique and special about Sam, 
and someone else and then connect them find ways in which what, what are what's the through line between these two seemingly disparate ideas i know there were several questions about sort of leadership style and that i think in a group i'm good at that i recognize people's individual strengths and so well let's put natty in charge of running those reports because he's really good at that and then let's have Emily do the visualizations. She's really good at that. And then I'll do the presentation because I don't mind speaking in front of a crowd, right? So that's the sort of thing that happens all the time in our office. Natty do the report, Emily do the visualization, and Michael get up in front of the, the class and do the presentation. Yeah, and a great exa- I'm, I'm in my little red book. A great example of that is one of these things for an idea for action based on individualization is figuring out what every person on your team does best and helping them capitalize on those talents and skills um, and knowledge. Now, was that, is that one of your skills? It, so I took this twice. I took this when I was uh, in a grad student and I, I took it again recently and, and individualization used to be one of mine. Um, but it, fe- it fell off this time. It fell off. It's probably, so there, it really shows you all 34 of these yes, it, and gives yeah. you a sense of which ones are innate and more, more, um, more at the top of the list, which ones kind of fall close. I, I would bet you that still falls relatively close, although it was not in the top five this time. Because I, I see you do that in the office. I was thinking about we had the career fair last week, and you were, I thought, very good at sort of um, delegating things, and, and but but playing to people's strengths as, as in terms of like who to go to with a certain issue in the moment. Well, thank you. I didn't even notice it. Well, I'm telling you now. I meant to tell you last week, but it's been, I've been busy. Um, so mine, I'll just list them. I'll go with the more recent ones. Um, ideation was number one both times, so that, that one must be pretty, pretty up there. Um, strategic, my second one, was also up there both times. But then I also got Relator, Includer, and Futuristic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things about how they group these that's interesting is they have different domains. Um, I'm remembering the two domains that mine all fall within the same two domains of strategic is an entire domain um, and relationships is the so other. So I had three because my other one is uh, influence. And I think that's where Maximizer lives under influencer. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And, yeah. and things like woo winning over others. Right. So I had st- strategic and relations and – uh, influence. Yes, influencing, executing is the other one. Relationship building, strategic thinking. Right, those we, four. We discovered, sort of as an office, we had very few people in executing. We had Tina and Jackie. Yeah, in general, we were extremely high in relationship building and strategic thinking as a as an office. Yeah, not a surprise. As in as a division too, because we did kind of look at everybody. Um, you know, we're the student support division. It made a lot of sense that relationships would be high, high up. Yeah, we like building those relationships. We like uh, we like helping others. We like being strategic with how we help others. Um, I, I think I think that made a lot of sense to me. So I'll t- I'll tell a story. I'll tell a story about I often poo poo these kinds of things. You do more than I should. But I, they feel they feel like tarot card. <laughs> Used to be sometimes. I feel like a horoscope, where because I read through these, um, all thirty-four of these, I'm like, man, I could see, I could see how that fits into me. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's another one. Oh, I, I can see where I do that sometimes. Like I feel like, um, there, there's parts of it that I, I can pick and choose any of these and kind of craft a way in which I can fit into that. Um, so sometimes I feel a little bit pessimistic about the idea that this is useful in any sort of way. 
that being said, I was having a conversation with Jackie before we went over to the meeting for this. And I was, I was telling her, I was like, oh, I don't know. It's basically just like a horoscope. And she, and she had a, a great response. And honestly, I was particularly impressed because we have really similar, Jackie and I have really similar top five strengths. Um, but her, she had a really good outlook on it. And the idea of just understanding these strengths is a great way, not only to understand yourself, but understand how others interpret you and how others think about the message that you're trying yeah. to deliver to people. Um, where if, if you might be leaning on one of your strengths innately, maybe you don't think about it very much, but you present something from a futuristic standpoint and someone else is much more down to earth and practical, that might not be a message that resounds with them. So thinking about it from a standpoint of what, um, what does this mean for others and the people I work with, I think is actually really useful. Because even if, to my extent, I'm a little bit skeptical of eh, how does this really fit into an importance for me and how I think about myself, I can really see how how it can affect how I view others and how I can view working in a really effective way with other people, better understanding what their strengths are and how I can present myself to them in different ways. And to your earlier point about how you said, you know, I look at all of these and I can see myself in any of them, uh, as you said, if you take the full shebang, right, if you uh, really are going to do this and, 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 and get it analyzed, they, they give you all of them, right? You, you get you all, all, 34. all 34, so they are all part of you. Yes. It's just sort of weighted which, which ones are more innate, as you said. We uh, also in the divisional uh, meeting, they showed us one. It was via virtues in action. Is that what that I think it's va- values. Values, values, and actions. Yeah, virtues felt too. And we've too done weird. that before for another conference that we attended. Um, th- those can be interesting. I remember that for- former co-host of the podcast, Milen, had a few. She had uh, appreciates beauty as one, or or zestful, or something like that as another one. Um, they had some some interesting wording where I feel like these are a little bit more practical. Clifton strengths sound a little bit more practical when you hear things like discipline, connectedness, arranger. Um, because a lot of times you zestful or you appreciates beauty. How does that fit into how I should be looking at things? Um, but I thought that was a, a also a fun tool, and it's a free tool, so that that could be one that you can you can look at to to find out a few few ways in which how you view the world too. So uh, the thing that they said about that was uh, the woman giving the presentation said, you know, she did it with her daughter, and her, the daughter's very last thing was love. And she was yeah. so upset. Yeah. And the mom was like, but no, it doesn't mean you don't have the capacity to love. It just means you show love in these other ways. Like it's still part of you. It's just that maybe you show it in, in, in other ways. So to your to your point, uh, you should see yourself in all of those. That's the the idea. It's just like where in that spectrum. And I do like Jackie's perspective of that's how other people see you now as an interesting counterpoint to that i think the thing i get the most when we talk about myers-briggs um you know we just said you you know you get these little acronyms when you do your myers-briggs and the first one you're either an e or an i there's the only two options of the first category extrovert introvert i get a lot no you're not an i you're not an i because i'm an actor i have a podcast I do a lot of presentations. I'm comfortable doing that. However, in the terms of Meyer Briggs, and when you really talk about what introvert and extrovert is, it's sort of where you get your energy from. And so I get my energy from being alone so that I can come out 
mm-hmm. on stage. Whereas uh, former co-host Milan, uh, she's uh, an extrovert. She gets energized by working in a group that drains my energy. I can do it and I can do it well, but that drains my energy where that's where she gets her energy. So it's interesting that in that scenario, people sometimes see you differently than what your number one characteristic is, according to MBTI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but understanding that can help help you understand how to work with someone else. Um, if, if you realize, like doing this as a group, I think is so useful. If, you, if you're a group that's working on a project together or something, it's so useful to know that if I were working with you on a project and I just assumed extrovert, great to talk with, loves working with people, and so I book most of the day with meetings and, and, and all sorts of interactions with other people for you, thinking that this is something that's great, and then it ends up draining you so you don't Not have good. the energy to do other things, Not good. That obviously that can be problematic, right? Um, so one of the things I like about the little book I have is it gives you um, ideas for action, and it gives you things to working with others who have ideation. So kind of like things to be aware of if you're working with someone who who has one of these themes. So I thought ideation because we both have that as number one. So I thought some of these could be useful to think about. Let's go to, we already talked a few, about a couple like ways in which there are strengths, but let's see one of the ones of uh, working with others who have ideation that we should be mindful. What, what our coworkers listening to the podcast should be mindful about um, me and Michael. Um, this person enjoys the power of words. Whenever you come across a word combination that perfectly captures a concept, idea, or pattern, share it with them. It will stimulate their thinking. Do you agree with that? I think I do, yes. I think I do, too. Because sometimes I'll get tripped up on, like, this doesn't sound right. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the idea or the thing that is evoked from the use of a certain word, if it's, yes. not, if it's not aligned the right way, yes. I'll get a little yeah, bit. And, and, you know, for me as a writer, finding exactly the right phrase or seeing someone use a, a phrase that like, really captures something, that is uh, really amazing. I, in fact, uh, let's give a little tribute uh, today, uh, sadly, the great Burt Bacharach mm. passed away, and uh, one of his uh, great songs, uh, I'll Never Fall in Love Again. Now, he didn't write the lyrics, Hal David wrote the lyrics, but okay. uh, uh, what do you get when you kiss a guy? You get enough germs to catch pneumonia, what? then when he, then when you do, he'll never phone you. <laughs> That's a great turn of phrase. It is great. Uh, rest in peace to both those gentlemen. Anyway, I was, I said to someone, oh, Burt Bacharach died. They didn't know who that was. I said, oh, they, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Yeah. I'll never fall in love again. And then that brought to mind, I was like, oh, ammonia and phonia. What a great, <laughs> what a great combination of words. Uh, so all uh, the examples I think of are not appropriate for the podcast. I think of like Tyler, the creator <laughs> lyrics and stuff like that, that are just incredible ways to fit words together. Emily always talks about who is it that rhymed with with mansion with Wisconsin. I don't know, but <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, so another thing is that these these people will thrive on ideas. So make sure that you're able to feed this person new ideas. Yes. Because um, without them, they may lose a, a certain excitement. To me, that sounds like Joseph. Jo- yeah, jo- Joseph very much has many ideas. Um, 
Oh, I, I should have brought the list of everyone else's. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We have a little printout. We have a little printout of everyone else's. Um, but but certainly, yeah. Like uh, coming up with new ideas seems to be an energizing thing for for Joseph, our colleague. Well, again, let's uh, bring this back to career services. If you are interested uh, in taking a strengths quest, uh, or if you wanted to do the MBTI. Uh, we do offer those. Uh, there is a cost associated with it. We ask that you speak with an advisor first, walk you through maybe doing Career Explorer, which is the free tool. And then if you really feel like you need to take a deeper dive, we can get you uh, access to either one of these. But Career Explorer, a great place to start. And really, uh, that one being absolutely career-related really relates it to different industries and job functions that you might excel at. It's a really great way to start your job search if you're not certain what you're interested in doing. Yeah. And it's a really interesting – I know we talked about it on the podcast when we first got Career Explorer that the thing – my number two was screenwriter. My number one uh, suggested job was uh, UI designer, uh, oh, user interface designer. Yeah. One, uh, of those, one of the things in, in the list was – Try to put this person on on position where projects that focus around design. Yeah, that I am the head of the design committee. Yeah, um, and it really do stress the idea of talking with us about them because I mean, not Michael and I, because as you can tell, we, we are not the experts here. <laughs> Um, but people who have been trained in this can be so helpful. I mean, the, the example Michael gave earlier was great. The idea that someone who saw love at the very bottom started to take it personally. Right, right. But but with the right like understanding of how the things work, was able to see, okay, it, it doesn't mean that okay, I, you're I not no a sociopath. Yes, it's yeah, all right. It's, it's you show love in other ways. Um, it is a great example of things that, that someone can help per, put perspective on how that affects you as, a, as an individual, as a as a job seeker, as a future worker, um, that can can really help help you get more out of it than you would just on your own. So think about what your strengths are. Maybe do a little self-exploration. Let us know what's your MBTI type, what are your top five Clifton strengths, and uh, hopefully, uh, if I'm not uh, impaneled and sequestered next week, I do have to report to jury duty on Tuesday. But uh, and I'm two weeks after you. Hopefully, uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll see you next time on CS Radio. This podcast is presented by the University of Pennsylvania Career Services, a division of University Life. It was created by Milan Kirshner and J. Michael DeAngelis. It was produced and hosted by J. Michael DeAngelis and Natty Leach, and mixed and edited by Sam Pasco. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you're listening. See you next time on CS Radio.